Paula Wallowitz from Chicago, and this WBEZ podcast is made possible with the support of listeners like me. Send WBEZ some love by making a donation online at WBEZ.org. Thank you, Paula. I'm Jason Mark, and you've got it on the best of BEZ Talk. When those bombs went off near the finish line of the Boston Marathon on April 15th, the blasts caused both physical and psychological damage. Families of the three people killed will have holes in their lives that could never be filled, and of the 282 wounded, some will recover in a few days or weeks. Some will have to relearn walking with the help of prosthetics that will be fitted to where legs were just a week and a half ago. As a nation, we once again have to take stock. We need to think about how we're not immune to the violence and terrorism that's such a part of the day-to-day in many parts of the world. And we need to remember that the perpetrators of this heinous deed did not do what they did because that's what Muslims do or because that's what Chechens do. To turn on your neighbor because he or she is a different religion than you or a different shade than you or comes from a different country than you would be a most un-American act. In that spirit, we opened up the phone lines on the afternoon shift and host Nyla Boodoo asked, what do you wish people knew about your home country? She was joined in the studio by guest ZJ Tong and Imam Malik Mujahid, and the Imam took first crack at answering the question. There are human beings who live there. <laughs> They're as beautiful as my neighbors here. And uh, their concern are the same about their family and good life as uh, people over here. So there are a lot more things which are similar. But finally I said, hey, you know what? That Sears Tower, whatever name it is now. Well, the but, Willis Tower, but <laughs> no, it's okay. Everyone's so close to the call Sears, it Sears Tower. Fine. I said, well, the ch- structural engineer of that, uh, Dr. Khan, was the chief architect of Karachi Development Authority before he came here and became professor. So really? Oh, wow. So, so the that, architect of the Sears Tower was was Pakistani? Uh, well, he was not the architect, but he was a structural engineer. How oh. a building can go this tall and okay. all that, that's more important than the uh, role of an architect. Well, don't talk to architect about it. <laughs> no, great. We're going to have a lot of architects so, so calling now. So he was well, from okay. there, but uh, his heritage was from uh, East Bengal as well. And he was a professor here. And uh, so, so when people realize that they are not talking about a country which is in the Mars, but it is on Earth, and they are neighbors, and their contribution is, is here. When I tell people, well, there are about uh, 15,000 Pakistanis, at least, uh, who serve day and night saving lives. Actually, one of the first responders was a volunteer physician at the marathon who ended up treating people before they could go to hospitals and whatnot. And there were many surgeons operating in the hospitals in that area. So when people see each other as a human being, each other as a neighbor, they have a very different concept. Well, and it's an interesting thing that you do as well, where you sort of, it's an interesting where you take the Sears Tower, a point of reference or a point of commonality that um, all Chicagoans would have and sort of use that as a way to introduce sort of a little bit about your country as well. Yes, um, that is something people see. Otherwise, they have no notion where Pakistan is. And uh, because of this war with uh, Afghanistan, which is sort of a spillover into Pakistan, and now people have 
difficulty understanding the difference between Pakistan and Afghanistan. So uh, geography lessons are a problem for me. Otherwise, people are very open heart, open mind. Uh, they're more concerned for me than I'm concerned for myself sometimes. A comment from one of our listeners on Twitter, um, Susan Dwyer, she said, I wish more people knew that Brazilians speak Portuguese, not <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> and I was going to say, as being from, I should share my, um, since we're talking about all of this, my family is from Trinidad. Um, I grew up in Miami, so I know the Brazilian Portuguese Spanish thing, but that's okay. a good reminder for lots of people out here. Isabel in Schomburg, welcome to the Afternoon Shift. Yeah, hi, uh, and thanks for taking my call. I was just wanting—I just wanted to say—I'm from Colombia. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about it, and I would really appreciate for people to know that first of all, our country is not as violent as sometimes they say it is. Um, it, it can have some levels of violence, but every every country has an issue. Um, second of all, uh, we don't have everyone consuming cocaine or dealing <laughs> with cocaine in the country. Um, the other thing is we don't live in the middle of the jungle. People think that we just live, I don't know, in a wild manner just because we're a third world country. They seem to believe that we don't have any sort of civilization. All right. Well, those are three very good points. And I think probably people, I think part of this is also that people talking about sort of older news stories, right, about um, thinking about older news stories and kind of what they know about countries being in the news, maybe from, you know, a long time ago. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I fully understand what she's talking about. Uh, I mean, I, when my mom passed away, my neighbor, well-meaning person, I mean, there was nothing wrong about my neighbor, well-meaning person, he came to offer condolences and asked me what your mom used to do. So actually my mom was a, a very excellent pencil artist and she will, uh, uh, she will develop, uh, she was a good carpenter just as a hobby. So really? you guys are pretty modern in Pakistan. <laughs> I said, oh, what in the world is he talking about? So some people in America uh, who do not have exposure, and I think that's where immigrant community can contribute. They need to develop their voice, they need to share, because America has a strength. You know, America is changing. Demographically, minorities are going to be majority in a few years. People can either fear that diversity or consider it to be a strength of America that people from all over the world are going to be part of taking America forward. So I'm not among those people who are worried to death what's going to happen to America. I'm really looking forward to immigrants and diverse people here start contributing now to your country. Your country needs you. You know the languages of the world. You know the streets of the world, and will be eyes and ears for America as it moves forward. So, Imam, my question for you: How do you suggest people do that in Chicago, which is sort of known as being the most segregated city in the country? How do you think people can do a better job of reaching out? Well, first thing is immigrants need to know that South Side is not that horrible place. As you know, people talk about South Side the way they she's complaining about. People talk about Colombia. So, learning about how to develop how to understand the diversity of the Chicago itself is going to be a good window in learning about communities, the whites and the blacks and the Latinos and other immigrant communities. We need to start learning here, develop bridges of understanding here, enjoy each other's food. Well, that we do, but keep the our biases, but learn about each other's culture. I think 
it, nowhere the diversity and learning about each other and strength of our country uh, is going to be appreciated more than Chicago. So Chicago is a city of immigrants. And I think we need to start saying that how we can lead our country instead of just uh, complaining about people not understanding. Most people who are complaining, they do not have exposure. They haven't met. They haven't uh, uh, developed relationship with each other. Sam, welcome to the afternoon shift. Hello, yes. Uh, this is My name is Sam. Uh, my parents are actually from Chile, and I actually live here, here in Chicago. A lot of people, when they see, hear me speak Spanish, and uh, not everyone does it, but they say, Oregon. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how I should feel about that sometimes because Chile is nowhere near Mexico geographically. So just wanted to share that. Okay, right. And for those of you, thanks. And I'm just going to thank Sam. Thanks for that comment. I think your cell phone cut out. So I just want to repeat for those of you who might not have heard, he said people hear him speaking Spanish and they assume he's Mexican and his parents are actually from Chile. Well, I would say take that as an opportunity for a geography lesson. Netta in Burr Ridge, welcome to the afternoon shift. Well, as a comment, just on a lighter note, um, I was born and raised here, but my parents are from Syria. And um, Syrians, I visit there every summer, uh, up until recently, because you know of the turmoil there. But Syrians love to eat. They love, they, they have put um, setting a table to an art. Um, anytime there's, even on the side of a highway, if, you, if there's green grass, they will come, they will park, they will spread their picnic cloth, and they will eat. Another thing is that chivalry definitely is not dead in Syria. Recently, I went there and had to, um, you know, renew my, renew my driver's license, and there were no seats. And there was a man that actually stood up for me to sit down. I mean, things that you, you wouldn't think of here in the United States. As far as safety, it's known. I can sit until midnight and walk in the streets of Damascus and really feel safe. And the last thing I want to say is that Syrians are really, really a moderate people. They love to mix um, the new with the old. Um, they're very in tune with the outside world as far as fashion and technology. And they, and they really um, like to stick to their core family values, um, neighborly love. I mean, my mother-in-law is known every time she'd cook something, very rarely will she not spread her, her pot to the neighbors in the building. Um, and because of what we hear in the news, I just wanted to kind of have people get a sense of, um, you know, they're just good people. Thanks, Netta. Thanks for that comment about Syrians. I wonder, um, Netta mentioned food. Um, that's always a great common denominator. How often do you all use meals as a way to introduce your cultures? Oh, well, in Chicago, people routinely go to Chinese restaurants. and A lot of people <laughs> come to Pakistani or South Asian Indian restaurants. I think uh, the food is a good source. So, uh, But uh, I will be looking now for on the side of Chicago highways where the Syrians are putting their picnic table and shore and go and join <laughs> there. I think food is a good source of breaking, but I think, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, Syrians need to invest in opening some Syrian restaurant in Chicago, I would say. And for the food, I really, because I promote Chinese culture and when I talk to people what I do, and the first thing, the first reaction many times I received was, oh, I love Chinese food. You know, the first exposure to the Chinese culture is the food. And of course, when I asked them, where do you go? What do you usually order? They would tell me that I always go to this restaurant, order sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> so um, I actually have a program uh, to help people have better Chinese food. We call Chopsticks Club, which is a monthly dining club where people come to China, uh, Chinatown and I organize uh, meals for them. And uh, that, you know, out of many of the cultural programs that I organized, that was featured many times on the on the 
news media here in Chicago. Oh, that's great. And as you're mentioning food, I feel like I should point out in the next hour, um, sitting in the green room, Jason Vincent and Jason Hamill from Nightwit are going to be here talking more about food. Um, so we'll continue that conversation the next hour. Let's try to take one more quick call. Um, Dan in Glenview, welcome to the afternoon shift. Oh, I am Korean-American, and um, when I tell people that I'm Korean, um, one of the first questions a lot of people ask is north or south. And um, there are about two, uh, there's about 200 North, Korean, uh, North Koreans in America, and there are millions and millions of South Koreans. Most uh, Koreans will be from uh, South Korea. And when I say I'm visiting Korea, um, people ask me if I'm visiting North or South Korea. People can't normally visit North Korea. So that's my comment. Okay, well, great. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Obviously, people can't really visit North yeah. Korea unless you're Dennis Rodman. So that was Dan in Glenview. Thank you for that. Um, we do have to wrap up in a few minutes, but I want to give you all my guests a chance to kind of close out the hour. Uh, sure. Um, you know, <clears throat> America has its, I think, uh, better days ahead of us. Uh, our diversity should not be a source of fear. It should be a source of a strength. Uh, as we compete with the rest of the world for investment, for market share, for resources, America has everybody, people from China, Brazil, Mexico, Panama, Pakistan, Trinidad, of course. <laughs> everybody is here. Not very And we, Chicago, we work yes. with each other. And I think uh, this is a strength of our country. So knowing each other's culture, uh, is important. Knowing good people is important. And anytime media goes excessive on focusing on some people in a negative way, we all need to say, hey, grow up. That's old media. Come up with the new media. That was Imam Malik Mujahid, a host and founder of Radio Islam here in Chicago, and also ZJ Tong of the Chicago Chinese Cultural Institute. They joined Nyla Budu on the afternoon shift along with callers, emailers, and tweeters all using WBEZ exactly the way it was intended as a way to start dialogue, break down barriers, and bring people closer together. The Best of BEZ Talk is a production of WBEZ Chicago Public Media. Talk programming on BEZ is a production of Carrie Shepard, Eileen Heikin and Weiss, Katie O'Brien, Steve Bynum, Becky Vlamas, Alexandra Solomon, Joe Dassault, and me, Jason Mark. The executive producer of Talk Programming is Justin Kaufman. You can subscribe to this and all of our podcasts in iTunes. Please be sure, please, to rate and review us while you're there. You can also like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WBEZ. You can find out more information about this and all of our podcasts at WBEZ.org. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. More information available at chicagopublicmedia.org. I'm Jason Mark. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>